Hey, I'm September Smith, and this is the She's All That podcast, season two. As always, conversations with women doing awesome shit is the foundation of my podcast. And in this transition season to a post-pandemic world, my guests are business owners combining their agile business jobs, their expertise, and their insight to offer their clients innovative solutions for the post-pandemic business reality. Each and every one brings a fresh edge to business that you'll want to hear about. Welcome to the She's All That video podcast, and it's season two, and in season two, I'm going to be talking to awesome women doing amazing shit in business, and it's B2B, B2C, and today, my first guest of the season is Natalie Tolliff. I just want to say how well you did with my last name, because it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, so well done. (laughs) Why, thank you very much, Natalie. (laughs) As you can see, the reason I have Natalie on here is because one, she's an amazing business coach and she is the author of the book, Allergic to Perfect. Just happened to have one here for you. Yes. And I mean, I love that approach to business. Natalie is a mindset motivator, a butt kick facilitator and a badass cheerleader for high achieving women in business. It's always so funny when you hear someone else introduce you, you're like, who's that guy? You're like, oh, that's me. So it's pretty cool to hear about yourself, isn't it, sometimes? Well, it's all you. I'm in your actually in your women's business group, and I catch some of your lives, and you are motivating. Oh, and you're definitely a pretty badass cheerleader, but you're also hysterical, which is why I was so happy to have you <laughs> on the show. Yeah, as my kids tell me, I have a lot of mum jokes. So, yeah, and I think I'm still hip and cool, and I'll be like, no, don't do that. <laughs> So Natalie, I forgot to mention, but you might have noticed from the from the accent, Natalie's from New Zealand. And Natalie, tell me, who are your clients? And why is it so important to have this mindset motivator, butt kick facilitator, badass cheerleader in your corner for these women? I think that's a, a really good question. And my clients who I love, or the women I deliberately go out of my way to attract, um, are what we call um, high achievers, which is just a actually just a really fancy name for calling out the perfectionists um, oh. because perfectionists are inherently high achievers and um, we can often be afraid of, um, you know, doing things wrong, you know, it having to be um, perfect. And so we'll hide behind perfection and then we'll listen to the self-doubt and we'll um, compare ourselves. So I go out of my way to attract perfectionists to say, hey, you actually don't want to change that part of you, but that bitch needs to get in the back seat because she can't actually drive the business. Um, perfectionist running the business will break it and actually fail to launch anything. So that's what who I love to work with and why. So what is going on with that perfectionist thing in in so many women in, in online business or does it happen as much in with women in brick and mortar businesses? I think so. I think even more in the online world. And I think because a lot of us have come out of jobs where we've had teams of people to do the accounting, do the marketing, um, do the sales. I mean, you come out into your own business, you're all of those things. Um, and women are, we're our biggest judges and we're our biggest critic. Mm-hmm. And we actually think we worry a lot about what other people think. And so if you don't know that's how you're building your business or how you're showing up, you know, as you and I spoke about before we jumped on, is you can you can come across inauthentic because you're trying to please all the people and you overthink all the tactics and strategies that are thrown at you online. Um, so it's really important that you recognize that working for yourself 
it's actually it's um it's actually easier to go have a job to be honest because there's other people who take the load yeah yeah i've actually heard that uh, people who who don't have their own business assuming they're well you're just working your pajamas and you're just hanging out at home <laughs> watching tv aren't you well no it's a whole lot more involved than that and sometimes you end up working longer hours than people with jobs one oh massive hours and that's where you've got to be careful is you know um if you don't have an audience to sell to and you're first starting out you can think that you've got to work hard and that looks like longer days but actually what are you doing in that time and that's when you've got to be careful that you don't go into burnout and you're not just wasting time um when you could actually be i don't know having an hour in the garden at home as opposed to sitting in front of your laptop do you know what i mean so yeah. people think yeah you've got to i think it's gary v Good old Gary V back in the day who was, you know, work till your eyeballs bleed. He said that? Yeah, Gary V. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's an awesome guy, um, but some of his advice has been really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some real bro energy there that's. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, one of the things that you mentioned that, and I know you do help clients with, is selling with confidence. Yeah. Now, is, is that more a woman thing? And is it related to that perfectionism thing? All of that, 100%. So um, an example of how um, a man sells to, versus a woman. So let's pretend I'm a man and I'm going to say, hey, September, would you like to buy this pen? You mentioned to me the other day you were interested in it. And you'd be like, yeah, I am. Great. The price is $50. Okay. That's how a man sells. This is a woman. So... September, I've got this pen and I know you were really interested in it. But before I show you, I really, I'm going to give you 50% off straight away. And I'm actually going to give you two. Um, and um, in a month's time, I'm going to follow you up and probably give you another whole packet. Would you like to see it? What is going on with that? <laughs> but it's the judgment thing with a perfectionist. We can see all the things that aren't right yet. So um, the color's not right um, what if you think of me when you take it and it doesn't solve the problem I thought it was going to solve? And we, we put all this stuff amongst it and we find the sales process really hard, the direct sales process of would you like to work with me for a perfectionist who's an expert in what they do, a huge expert, can be of service to so many people, will complicate and add so much complexity to a, the sales process. Um and can overwhelm people. So a perfectionist um, wants to add value and cram value in because they're people pleasers, that the person ends up not, not needing to buy your stuff because you've given them so much value up front and the perfectionist goes, I'm not good at what I do. But in fact, you've just overwhelmed people. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. So yeah. when when... But you seeing it as a business coach, looking at, at your clients and, and the people that you're helping with that, it's so much easier for you to see when you're not clouded totally. by their perfectionism, that, that mindset issue. Yeah. So yeah. If, if they're in that headspace, and it is pretty prevalent, what do you do to help budge your clients and or the individual out of that? I think what's really cool is what I love is... Um, is I like to tap into that masculine energy and go, because men will build their business based on analytics and facts, whereas a woman can base it on, well, they didn't buy 
So therefore there's something wrong with me, but men don't often connect the two, which is great. But women, we're like, I'm no good because of that. So factual evidence, and I show that to a client, let's look for the evidence that you are an expert, that you do have all the right things set up, you have the great audience, you have the right offer, and you've had people buy from you before. We go find the evidence that they can see on the other side their absurdity, because that's what it is. You can be absurd about something. Um, oh, I'm afraid of getting no no's. I'm afraid of someone saying no. And we'll say, but would you agree by not offering and selling, you've already got that no. Oh, so, I'm, so you're already within that fear. Oh, yeah. And you're coping and you're not dying. Oh, yeah. So what if you, so facts, facts are really, you can't unsee facts, which are great. So how long does it take on average, how long does it take to bust through that with most of your clients? You can you can bust through some great mindset pieces um, really quickly with, uh, especially with, with um, you know, mindset coaching. Um, you can bust through that in a session. You can uncover and share and bring awareness to um, what we call obstacles or if it's doubt or if it's fear. You can bring awareness to that stuff and start moving it in, in one session. Um what? Like anything, mindset stuff, um, you know, it's like toothpaste. You have to use it. You have to brush your teeth twice a day. Mindset, you have to do it every day. You can't, you're not just suddenly, I'm cured from doubt, right? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> so it's an ongoing process. Do you find totally. most of the people that, that are working with you, that you help get them through that, stick with you just to have a little bit of that Natalie energy to kind of keep them in that mindset? Yeah, it's a funny thing um, with coaching is you don't want to become an enabler that they can't run um, or make business decisions without you. So part of my job is that balancing of I'll be your, I'll be your cheerleader, I'll be your support, but actually you also know what to do. So what if you backed yourself? Um, but yeah, doing business alone is it's boring and it's hard. So um, I have a great group, uh, a private group of clients who we hang out with um, on a weekly basis we're getting shit done, we're doing strategy all the time, we're busting through obstacles, and doing it with other people who are like-minded is, is next level. So yeah, um, it's that balance of um, you making your own decisions because you know what to do because you're an intelligent woman, but also having me as, oh, someone described me the other day as their biz wife, their business wife, um, wow. but also like having a business partner. A lot of people are in business alone, and having a sounding board is really important. So important. I was just thinking that as you were saying it, one of the biggest values is having yeah. somebody that's, as you say, these are intelligent women. Yeah. Somebody of equal intelligence, but a greater depth of experience in business that can kind of look at it with outside eyes and go, yeah, yeah, it's this, it's this, and move that over there and stop being so self-defeatist. Pretty much. And I think it's really important that whoever you decide becomes your sounding board because some people use their friends, which is great, is what can happen is collusion can happen. So I could say to you, oh, it's okay, September, that you didn't do that and that you've had that idea for ages. It's actually not okay. Let's unpack it. Why haven't you? Why not? And then let's change tack. So you got to be careful that it's not someone who's going to just let you get away with stuff. Yeah, you're getting stuck in your own way. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like, no bullshit feet to the fire, not let you away with kind of sliding out from under where you should <laughs> actually be. 
yes, but it's funny. Like I actually do it in a really um, empathic way because um, if you're ready to make that decision, um, you know, I suppose it's like, um, I don't know, in New Zealand we have bungee jumping, which we're literally jumping off bridges held by elastic bands. Like, yeah, that's crazy stuff. But I kind of think of coaching like that, that you've got yourself onto the bridge, you've signed up, you're hooked onto the bungee, you're about to jump off, and you know you want it, but you're just really scared, so you give someone the countdown, and, and they will jump off at that one. Um, what isn't okay is then trying to get someone to jump off when they're not ready. So as a coach, you've got you've got to have, so again, it's a fine line, um, that I'll butt kick when I have to, but I'll also there's time to pull right back um and sit in because business gets messy emotionally gets very messy so there's times in there where the butt kick needs to be left at the door and we come in and we use i just bring that humanness and going yeah this is a shit time but it won't last you know and we yeah it's just that kind of stuff that's amazing knowing when to push and when to hold yeah yeah totally that's lovely exactly push and hold that's nice yeah yeah. Oh, we, we all need that. Yeah. Well, you, you have not been a coach your entire career. You had other businesses in the past. How did it, you come to be doing this business with all these women entrepreneurs? Such a funny question. This, Cause I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to try and keep it short, but it's really hard to like, not just like, it's like, here's my whole CV. So I'm going to try <laughs> not do that. <laughs> do what you want. So the reason I'm such a big, um, I suppose, ambassador of, um, imperfect action and becoming allergic to perfect is I'm actually a chef by trade. So culinary um, trained chef from a, a classically chef, a French trained chef, which meant I had a three year apprenticeship in five star hotels. And to become a top chef, guess what you had to have? You had to have perfection because you have to be able to show up every night, repeat the same dishes a hundred times over and then come back the next day and do it again. So I was trained nice. to become a, to be a perfectionist, right? But I didn't know that at the time. Um, so I trained as a chef, went all over the world, it was amazing, um, came back to New Zealand, quite a young and cocky 20-year-old, uh, but that's okay. I uh, thought I knew it all, jumped feet first into a business partnership. I didn't even look at the financials. That's how green I was. Um, and her and I ran this uh, cafe restaurant where we would take young um, people, instead of just, you know, they come there and get a job, we would train them and really upskill them. But because we both didn't really know about taxes, you know, like we spent, spent tax money on buying new furniture for the restaurant as opposed to paying mm. tax. Uh, yeah, we, we found ourselves in financial trouble. Um, and so that was a massive failure. But for me, I see it as, you know, that was my MBA. <laughs> that yeah. was my university degree of, hey, guys, here's not what, don't do these things. Um, so I was able to then become a consultant for startup hospitality businesses to help them get themselves up and running. And... And between all that, we moved to Australia. I went and sold mortgages. It didn't work out. We came back. And the reason I put that segue in there is I learned how to sell 
um, with confidence when I was selling mortgages as a New Zealander in Australia. It's probably like a Canadian going to America or America going to Canada. This we're always bantering. Yep. Uh, I had my mortgage, and here I was selling mortgages. Right, so it taught me that if you understand this, what you're selling, and you understand how it's helping people, um, it doesn't matter whether you have it that or not. You can you can sell. So anyway, came back from Australia, went back into some consulting um, with people and business development management. Um, found myself um, pregnant quicker than we thought, and I had to change um, jobs at that time. And so I became a, uh, what we call a tutor. So I was able to teach to a diploma in hospitality management. Um, and that was amazing. It was uh, a big private corporate education business I worked for. Long story short, I'm an extrovert. They noticed me, asked me to come and help with their marketing. They then asked me to come and be the um um, campus manager, which was uh, basically the general manager of the business. And that was a $7 million business. And for me, I was like, what the hell? I didn't know I was capable of these things. So then I started down the track of personal development. Like how long, why has it taken me till my 30s to realize I had these leadership qualities and did some work on myself, realized um, I wanted to run another business Tried my hand at my first online business, which was called Catapult Your Career, which was helping graduates and mums go back into the workforce. That didn't work. Oh. That was my second failed business. Um, it didn't work because I didn't really understand the online world. I thought, you know, some fancy funnels and all that stuff was the correct way to go. And I didn't have an audience. And you know what? I didn't have the patience to stay in the game. Uh, so I jumped back out. Meanwhile, I was getting shoulder tapped with, hey, love your leadership, love how you put yourself out there. I'm a businesswoman. Can you help me with my confidence? So there's the pivot where I went into business coaching. Wow. And how long ago was that? Five years now. Must be five years. Yep. So I'm taking it, the, the message in that is uh, just get in there. Do what, do what feels right at the time. And if it's not... If it turns out you're feeling like this isn't it, doesn't mean it's a failure. Yeah, you walk away, you learned a lot. As you say, you got your MBA and keep mowing and you will find that thing that you love. 100%. It's funny you say that. I was interviewing a client yesterday and, you know, and she coached with me for a year and um, her business didn't grow. It wasn't successful because it wasn't what she wanted to be doing. But if she hadn't been coaching, she wouldn't have worked it out. And now she's had through the skills what she's learned, she's now come into this incredible new business that's just gone through the roof. Because of that journey, we all have to go through a journey. And as soon as you deny that journey, you're just not going to reach reach your capabilities. Now, I have a question from, from yeah. being a coach. And you're, you're seeing these people that are in different iterations of, of their business and or the journey. Are you able to look at people and to, to know... Yeah, that's not what you should be doing. Yeah, you need to kind of move over here a little bit or change that or or is that is that even kind of in your It is definitely a thing. You'll hear it in their languaging. Um, when something feels like a chore and it feels like hard work for people and they can't, if I say to them, 
um, you know, you're going to come and do, um, I'm going to invite you tomorrow for a presentation, but there's no slides. I just want you to stand up and talk about what you love. And if they go, oh my God, I, I don't, it's, their reaction tells me a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you can definitely through chatting to people and it's just often the confidence to go, oh, I want to do that. And so working with someone to help you pivot or um, yeah, do more of what you're scared of doing, but it's what you love. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can, I can pick that. And when you do see that, how do you then get that across? It's like, I no. just ask the question directly. <laughs> oh, really? Like what? Yeah. Is like, this are what you sure you're doing? doing the right thing? Yeah. Is this what you really want to be doing? If you could start again, would you be doing what you're doing right now? No. Okay. So what would you like to be doing? I'd like to do this. Okay. So let's look at bringing that together. So do you work with women who are just kind of in the nascent stages of their business? They, they know that they want to do this. They're, they're planning to do an online business. Because it sounds like if they had somebody like you kind of with them from the beginning, so they didn't have to wait a few years in for, to have somebody like mm, you go, yeah. yeah, no, you shouldn't be there. You, you might want to think about something else. Do you work with women who are just getting started? 100%. So I can work with just getting started. Um, it's just an idea. And I can help with people who are startups or they're in it. I work with women who have been in it for a long time. Um, because we can all get stuck in our own ways at whatever stages of our business. So uh, I, my, my niche isn't um, my niche, my niche. Isn't, I say niche. Okay, great. It isn't dependent on um, where your business is at. It's dependent on who you, who you inherently are. So if doubt is in your way, if you feel like you're lacking confidence and you know that your perfectionist is causing procrastination, then my style of coaching is powerful because through accountability and questioning and um, butt kicking and cheerleading, we get there. Now, accountability, I hear a lot about that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm in online business and I see it in the forums and other people that I follow are talking about accountability. What role does accountability play in the entrepreneur's especially if you're developing your business, it, what, what role does that play in the success of your business? Think of accountability like a personal trainer. If, we, if you have a personal trainer, you're less likely to cancel on them every week. You're more likely to show up. So accountability gets you to become more consistent. Accountability acts as a mirror. Because if, say, for example, so my clients check in on a Monday, this is my focus for the week. And then they check in the following week and reflect on the past week. When you're accountable for did you do those things or not and why not and you have to reflect and you have to discuss obstacles and you have to move forward all the time, you just get there faster. Hmm. And you can't sit in your shit. You have to go, oh, my gosh, I didn't do that thing on my list, list again. Why not? What's it really about? You can't sit in your shit. <laughs> Words of wisdom, baby. I'm getting a T-shirt made. <laughs> People might wonder what I'm talking about, but I love it. Love it. <laughs> so now is this something that everybody needs consistently or do you find your clients are, you know, this week they're kind of like, yeah, you need the accountability or this month. And then other times it's like, honey, you're getting way too deep in the perfectionism or is it all just an ongoing bundle? It's an ongoing. It's something that I have for all of my clients, no matter um, if they're in my accountability and support only group or if they're a full one-to-one -one client, the accountability piece of 
Um, Because it anchors the brain. So every Monday, the brain knows that it's going to be showing up and focusing. And so guess what you just naturally do without even thinking about it after, you know, three months. You focus, what am I doing this week? And it becomes a great habit. And as we know through athletes, through um, successful business people who have gone before us, it's those that's the consistent strategic actions that build success. Yeah, and and as I've discussed with my my partner is uh, he's employed, and one of the things that if you're an employee, you don't have to on Sunday night or Monday morning go like, "What am I doing this morning?" or "What is next week going to look like?" Somebody's already decided it; it's already scheduled. You're a cog in a big machine. Whereas if you're your own business person, you've got to be planning and organizing all of that stuff. So to have totally. somebody like that that can get you kind of on the roll and have you triggered to that that accountability and knowing. So when you come in on Monday morning, you, you know, know what you're, you're doing. doing. Yeah. And then there's the power of, um, you know, when you do it with a group is you will um, – um, you will meet the group where they're at. So if you feel like you're the loose unit or the weakest link in the group, what a group does is it pulls you up to wherever you're at. And so if a group is showing up and going, this is what I'm doing this week, um, then you're going to show up. Even if yeah. it's uncomfortable, then you've just got to process the uncomfortableness. So yeah, it's, it's powerful. Well, that's really nice that you've actually created uh, an environment within the group that people are like, okay, we're going to pull you up because not all groups are like that. No, no. Some of them are very competitive and or, you know, like a, a loose clutch of divas. Yeah, yeah. I think free groups can be like that. When you have a paid group, you can, there's a sense, you know, there's a sense of, um, you know, control around that. Um, but also if um, if we have women in the group who are, they feel intimidated because other people are more ahead of them, then that's a mindset piece that I can help them with and say, okay, so let's talk about that because that comparison on some level is stopping you moving forward. So what if you didn't judge yourself? What would that look like? So do you do one-to-one work with people on yeah, an ongoing I do basis? Both. I do, yeah, I do one-to-one and then I have the option of um, group work. So your book, which echoes the... This one. That one. What, what is it? Allergic <laughs> to Perfect? I love that cover. Yeah, how to ditch your doubt. I'm always like, do I still look like the cover? <laughs> oh, totally, totally. There's Except nothing you worse than have... seeing someone's branding, hey, and they're like, you'd look nothing like that. <laughs> and then their mother shows up on the Zoom call. <laughs> Wait a minute, oh I thought God. I was talking to Sally. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, try not to flinch. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh, crack up. So um, your your book, how did that come about? Yeah, so so because I love to create content, you know, like I naturally like to write stuff um, and I have a lot to say on things. Um, I was like, I, I, you know, I think there's a book in me. I think I'd like to help more people um, in a book is priced that you can help more people um and that's what i wanted to do was to impact more people because i care what what tripped me up a lot was the social media highlight reels that you know you just do a funnel and a four-part video series and you'll be sipping pina coladas while paypal's dinging it's not true um people forget to tell you that you know perhaps they've put a hundred thousand dollars down facebook ads and they've got you know 100,000 people on their database 
so we can get caught up into the social media highlight reel. So I wanted to, I suppose, expose it a little bit and show the reality behind what it's like to run a business. Um, and then in the book is my roadmap of how I took my business to six figures um, because it's cliche. Six figures are so cliche, but actually it's really doable, but it's going to be some hard work and you've got to stay in the game and you're going to fall down a hundred times and get back up. I just recently heard of some statistic that only something like 6% of businesses actually crack six figures. Really? Yes. No, that's, I mean, I'm Canadian, you're New Zealanders, but that's six figures US, but still. um, A lot of, if there's a Canadian statistic, usually um, Canadian, Australian statistics work well with New Zealanders because there's a similar demographic sitting there. Oh, I'm a 6% guys. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> elite, elite, elite. Well, that's why I wanted you on the show so <laughs> so the allergic to perfect is that is that a mantra you have to keep bringing back to the people you work with yes but even for myself like even writing the book and getting it out there I had to I could hear the perfectionist and it's like no it's n- never gonna it's never gonna be um perfect and I think um you know um you know, before we jumped on and recorded, I was sweating because I had to run up some stairs and get her and I was rushing and old me would have just been so embarrassed to have shown up with you that way. But what if I just said to you, I'm so sorry, September, I'm sweet, I've been running late. I'm sorry about that. And we had a laugh about it as opposed to try to pretend that everything's perfect all the time. It's, it's not, it's ridiculous. So basically it's just part of this allergic to perfect is just like accept you yourself for who you are and where you are you're just fine you're you are enough 100 you are enough and you know enough because what comes with perfection is often imposter syndrome where you'll be like i don't know enough i'm going to go download some more stuff i'm going to keep learning you know some you know i've told a couple of clients this week that they need to stop listening to podcasts because what some podcasts are so full of so much new information that their should and their to-do list gets longer and i'm like what if you just gave yourself 10 minutes of no noise and just stop for a minute instead of filling, constantly filling up information, no detriment to podcasts. Okay. Just disclaimer. Yeah. 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 No. And that is something, you know, as, as an online entrepreneur in particular, because the tech is always changing and evolving and there's new stuff coming out, you know, the shiny object syndrome, it is really a, a risk we all run of like falling down that rabbit hole of more, more, learn more, pull this, pull this. Which is why I like to teach what I call business 101 is that if your business foundations are solid, it doesn't matter if, if platforms keep changing your business foundation because business and how it works doesn't, will never change in terms of um, find an audience who has a problem, create the offer and go market it. Those things will never change regardless of what, if you've got to go to the clubhouse, if you've got to go TikTok and do a reel, uh, doesn't matter. You've got to have those other foundations right first. Yeah, exactly. To have drive people to check you out, get to know you further and do business with you. So people can actually get to know you better like I did. When, when a year ago I, I heard about you and I thought, i got to check this woman out. She sounds awesome. And you've got a Facebook group that people can find you in. What's it's called Allergic to Perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've heard of that. 
very easy to find. <laughs> yeah, so you've got the book, you've yeah. got Allergic to Perfect, you've got the group. And is, is there anything else that people should know if they want to do business yeah. with you, lady? If they come, if you come to my website, I've got an awesome um, sale, a uh, butt kick um, sales kit. It's got checklists, um, giving you just some ideas and motivation on how to sell sales. It's very different from marketing. Great People are great at marketing, not so great at sales. So if you're having trouble with your sales, um, come and get that uh, little kit because it's cool. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic for anybody, whether you're just starting a business or yeah. struggling with sales, come and check it out. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being with me oh, today and telling me all this. I love just like hanging out with you and hearing what you do with your clients and uh, so valuable. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I'm going to be talking to you soon and I'll see you in the group as everybody else should go check out her group. <laughs> Natalie's amazing and she's hilarious. Oh, stop it. Oh. Thanks, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Did you know that podcast guesting, being the featured guest interviewed on podcasts, is one of the hottest 2021 ways to build brand, audience, and your business, to get your unique message and personality out there to those who need to hear it? As a podcaster myself and a business consultant, I help turn entrepreneurs into business people who can proficiently and profitably use podcast guesting as a powerful part of their marketing plan. Want to know more? You can download the five-step guide below in the notes, or if you really want to get moving on it, book a call and let's map out how we could make it part of your marketing plan.